Welcome to the Texas Home Improvement Super Podcast with Jim Dutton. All the best calls this week throughout the state of Texas. Brought to you by James Hardy Siding, the best siding on the planet. Joe, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. Yeah, yes, sir. Uh, I'm trying to replace two of my attic exhaust fans with solar fans. Who would you recommend for that? Joe, did you send me an email? Yes, I did. Yep. Uh, you know what? I just used that. I just did a Facebook Live just before oh. the show started, and uh, I actually used your question on, on that Facebook Live. Uh, you can call Arrington Roofing. Okay. All and right. they 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 know a lot about solar because they do some solar work as well, but attic ventilation is one of their specialties. Uh, they can definitely help you out with that. And you had a second part on your question there as far as should you buy it and let them install it. Right. Or let them purchase it for you. Right. And uh, when I was doing the Facebook Live, let contractor purchase it. And, and I'm going to tell you why. The contractors, when they come out to do a job, they're looking to make X number of dollars. I mean, they got to make so much for the truck to roll. Right. And if you purchase the fans yourself, you'll probably save a few bucks on it. But I can guarantee you, especially since that's a small project, you will spend more on the labor to get it installed because the contractor, again, has to make so much for the truck to roll. I got you. And okay. So you might as well let them make it between the, the two items, and in the long run, you'll actually save money. But on top of that, if there's a problem that occurs with the device, whether whether it's the solar-powered fan, you know, like you're talking about, or somebody put, doing something else, if the contractor purchased it, you have somebody to call back that not only can take care of the the uh, warranty on the fan for you, but also the labor. I got you. Okay, one you other know. little uh, small question is I replaced the sure. roof and I put tons of uh, ridge vents in when I did. And then also when I painted the house just recently, I doubled the, num- the number of soffit vents. Can they uh, do the calculation to figure out whether I even need the, the uh, solar fans or not? Oh, absolutely they can, but I'm going to tell you up front. If you have, now everybody needs soffit vents, and then you've got your exit vents, and that's the solar or the ridge vents and things like that. Don't combine any of the type of vent exits. In other words, since you've already got ridge vents, you would not recommend doing solar-powered fans with those at the same time because... They're going to draw the air from the path of least resistance, which is going to be the closest opening, which is going to be the ridge vent instead of the soffit vents. I see. Okay. So, All right, well, let me, let uh, me and, and just the... and and just your rule of thumb here for for ventilation, for every 150 square foot of attic space, you need one square foot of ventilation. Sharon, welcome to WBAP. How can I help you? Hi, Jim. Um, Nice to speak with you. Um, The reason I'm calling is I recently hired a contractor to paint my home. I got him from Home Advisor on the web, and the reason I chose him is because he had an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. And part of the agreement is because I do work that he would be in the home with with the painters. And I found out he didn't have painters on his payroll that he had to hire them separately. And in a nutshell, uh, my right. They didn't paint straight. There are strips all over. They didn't finish the job, um, and they stole booze. They um, 
ruined my furniture, paint all over my fixtures, my shower. They chipped my sink in my kitchen, my vanity, I mean, in my master bathroom, and the vanity and my dresser in my room, in my uh, bedroom. Um, what do I do? He, they've been paid $3,200. Okay. Uh, and you said they didn't finish, so I'm assuming you didn't pay them the whole job. Actually, I did um, because the deal was they were going to come back and finish and do the walkthrough, and they did not. They also destroyed my porch, and I have pictures of everything. They're okay. dead or in adornial. Um, I've shown them to an attorney, and they said the case is too small. Yeah. This would be a case for small claims uh, because you don't, you as an individual don't have to have an attorney to go to small claims. You just have to go in and show the judge what your, you know, damages are and, and the fact that they did it and all that stuff. Them as a company, even going into small claims, have to have an attorney with them. Okay. So that'll cost them money plus court costs. Yes, ma'am. And that kind of, that puts a lot of pressure on them. So here's the steps I would take. One, have you sent them a certified letter yet demanding that they take care of this? Yes, I did, and they've ignored it. Okay. and, well, it, and well, you, I've sent one to the painter, and I sent one to the contractor. I got their addresses. I know that the contractor's in, um, he lives on Lake Worth in, in um, Fort Worth. Okay, and, and, and that's who you hired was the contractor and paid him yes, direct, that's right? Who, right, correct. Okay. That's who you need to go after, not the, not the uh, painter, because okay. technically the and, and you again you would need to speak with an attorney, but uh, you don't have a contract with the painter. You have a contract with the contractor. What if I did pay the painters? Then you would have a contract more than likely with the painter direct, and that then you would go after him direct. And then I can go after both of them. Okay, go ahead. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, so you send out your certified letters notifying them. Go ahead Correct. and file the small claims. Okay. And uh, it's cheap. I don't remember how much it is, but it is really inexpensive to go through small claims to get something like this settled up. Uh, now, they may or may not show. If they don't show, you get a judgment. And with that judgment, you need to go ahead and get that posted and filed in, in the, the county and all that stuff. Because sooner or later, they're going to want to do something where that judgment's going to show up. So even if they okay. don't take care of you right away, sooner or later, they're going to want to come and say, hey, uh, we need to get this cleared up. Would you mind releasing it? Hey, no problem. Write me a check. Well, they're going to have to write me a check because I can't afford to redo it. And I feel yeah. like a bomb went off in my house and I see it every morning I wake up and every day I come back from work. Yeah. It's unavoidable. Now, unavoidable. Small, small claims, I believe, goes up to 10000 now here in Texas. Okay. So if it's, if it's more than 10000 you would have to go through regular court. But if it's less than that, you can go to small claims. Okay. Um, Jim, here's a question, and um, I know you're busy, but if um, should I'm I not, hire no, It's just another... you and me right now. Pardon? Okay. It's just you and um, me now. Okay, good. Um, should I hire another contractor to walk through the house to help me assess the damages? Yes. 
you need you need one to give you pricing as far as here's what it's going to take to fix what's been done because that's what you walk into court with and say, you know, here's what it's going to take to finish what they should have done. And then okay. you also need to have pricing to fix the furniture and, you know, all these different things that you were talking about. You've, yes, you sir. can't just go in and say, hey, this is what happened, and the judge fa- uh, comes on your side. He's going to say, okay, where are the estimates on what it's going to take to fix this? Okay, I got that. All right. I mean, I'm not sure if it goes into an entire bedroom set, but the pieces have to, pieces have to be matching. But when you've got paint splatter on your entire dresser, on one side of it, and you see it every morning. Yep. Um, and they wash their brushes in my shower and my bathtub and my two sinks in my master bedroom, and it's an antique bronze. So the blue and white does not go away. They stay there because yeah. you can't clean it with water. I can't anyway, and I'm afraid Did, was, to put anything else on it. Was it an oil-based paint? I think it's latex. Okay. It's, we'll put it this way. I know they used Sherwin-William colors, but according to the painters, now this is what they told me, he buys the cheapest allowable paint at Home Depot and uses the Sherwin-William colors, so there was never a primer put on my walls. See, I and hate when they, when they do that. They bring you a color I, wheel from a, a a good paint company, and then they go and buy cheap stuff and just tell them, mix it to this color right well i know they did that because the minute i asked the painters to paint my second bathroom and they said well we'll do it directly don't get so and so involved um you buy the paint and it's three hundred dollars um and i part i paid them part of that not all of it i went and bought the paint and they stay unopened in my home but when they knew that i got top of the line paint for them to work with Two days later, they were gone out of my house. So they knew the jig was up. Yeah. It's real simple. And they helped me pick out the colors. Mm-hmm. So um, I know they know. Yeah. Well, that's that's the line I would uh, head down then is, is, you know, you've already f- done the filing with them uh, as far as the written notices and stuff. Now, there are some tactics as far as you know deceptive trade and all these things and you can maybe go down that road but for going into small claims i don't know that that it would pay to do that all right that's fine i'll go to small claims first and then i can go to the social media after especially if they don't pay right all right i mean absolutely yeah all right hey james sharon good luck with that i appreciate it thank you you're welcome and not that i'm an attorney but just a, a quick tidbit if you have a problem with a contractor in texas put them on written notice send it certified mail so that you got proof that it was delivered and basically you need to tell them exactly what is wrong and give them the opportunity to fix it that's pretty much texas law that you got to give that contractor the opportunity to fix it well you didn't give them the opportunity until you did it in writing. So don't do things verbally over the phone. Do it in writing. And I, I would I would go as far to say as I not that email doesn't hold up, but why take the chance? That's what certified mail is for. I had a guy stop by just a couple minutes ago while I was on the uh, 
news break there and asking about solar panels. Why can't he find solar panels at Lowe's and Home Depot at the box stores? And he didn't like my answer. It's real simple. They can't sell enough of them to make money. Every store has a toilet. Every store has a uh, store. Every home has a water faucet in it. Every home has sheetrock and paint and all this other stuff. Not everybody wants solar panels. And the box stores only sell what they can move a lot of and move it quickly. And that's why they don't carry solar panels. They can't make enough money off of it because they can't sell enough volume of it to do it. But if you want to do solar panels yourself, hey, you can get them. You just have to order them. It's just not from the box stores. Gary, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. Hey, Jim. How are you doing today? Good to talk to you. Wonderful. Thank you. Well, I'm out in the Alito area, and we've been here for about 16 years. And basically, it was a, it was a tract home whenever we built. I guess it's still a tract home. Hadn't changed. But the <laughs> fence has changed. And uh, it basically, I'm sure, was nothing more than prefab panels and uh, the cheapest possible fence you could get, and now it's showing. It's uh, completely deteriorated on one side. And my question is, if you could give me some advice as far as um, what to look for in a contractor, uh, the cedar versus uh, pressure-treated wood. You know, we're trying to still keep cost uh, reasonable, but obviously I just turned 60. I don't want to deal with it again. So just wanted to see what you could recommend on that. Well, when you get ready to put in a new one, metal post. When they set the post in concrete, make sure it mounds up so that the water doesn't puddle along where the post is. That's what tends to rot them off. Uh, The pickets, I always recommend cedar over treated. And the main reason, treated lumber, as it dries out, will warp and twist. The cedar doesn't do that. Uh, and if you actually put a sealer on that cedar fence, it'll last for years and years. I mean, I've, I've got a uh, cedar fence at my office that is now, gosh, 12 years, 14 years old. And you can't tell that that thing wasn't put in a year ago. That's great. Uh, but every five years, I reapply a sealer on it to protect the wood. Okay. So what about as far as are there different grades of cedar, and do you have to do? It's my understanding there's what a, a one, two, and a three, and do you have to go with that highest uh, quality no, again to I, get I t- the cedar? I typically use it. I typically use a number two. A number three okay. typically has a lot of knots in it and stuff. A number one is if you're doing some, you know, really fine finished work for a fence. A number two is just fine. Okay. And uh, treated rails. Better... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, treated lumber on the rails. Three rails. Don't let them get away with trying to do two rails. And then as far as hiring a contractor, check them out uh, as far as make sure there's not complaints. Call some of their references. See if they're carrying insurance and if they have an office. If they're not carrying insurance and they don't have an office, they're not a real contractor. Get somebody else. And, Gary, I hate to do this to you, but I am uh, out of time, and I'm going to have to let you go with that. we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more Texas Home Improvement. Carl, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. 
Yes, sir. Good afternoon. Uh, afternoon. My problem is that uh, I've got a two-story, 2,600 square feet, and for some reason I'm getting water dripping from my downstairs vents. I don't know why. Uh, the upstairs, they're not, they're not dripping. Downstairs are dripping. And what is it that's dripping? The, when the air conditioner is running, there's, there's water dripping out of those downstairs vents. Not a steady oh, vents. stream. It's okay. just a drip every once in a while. Yep. Well, there can be a, a few things that can cause that. And when you say every once in a while, are we talking like every, say, five or ten minutes? Yeah, about like that. Okay. More than likely what's causing it then is there is a leak in the um, the boot that comes through the, uh, the sheetrock there. There's uh -huh. a, a metal boot that the ductwork attaches to. Right. And if the attic air is touching that boot, they'll, it'll sweat. And when it okay. sweats, you start getting that drip. So I think if you, you can seal that up, I think your problem will be solved. Okay. Well, that's what I'll have to do. i have to look for that then. Yep. All right, sir. Well, I appreciate your help. I thank you very much, and uh, enjoy your show. Thank you so much, because I sure have a lot of fun doing it. I'm sure you do from the sound of it. <laughs> Have a Take great care. day, sir. Thank you again. Bye. Bye. -bye. Now. Hello, Pam. Hi. How can How I you help doing? you? Oh, um, I'm doing we're wonderful. Having, good. We're having trouble with. Um, we have a house that's from 1979, but it has old house smell. Okay. It's and musty. no matter how, how how much we clean it, it just it smells in there. And chances are real good. It's uh -huh. in the air conditioning system. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. Because really that what you're smelling is the musty smell. It's it's from a a moisture source of some kind. Molds and mildews will start growing. So if the okay. whole house has been cleaned up real good and you're still getting it, the mm -hmm. AC system probably needs to be cleaned as well. Okay, like the ducts? Is that... Uh, no, not so much the ducts as much as the coils uh, in the, the attic. The coils. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay, because there is a, because you smell it right when you walk in the door, and there is an AC vent, like, above the door area. So that yep. may be it. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much. And it'll be much easier than cleaning the whole house. <laughs> I hear that. <laughs> yeah. All okay. right. Thank you. In the past, you recommended Garage Depot, and I don't see it on your list of contractors. Are they still in your favor? I want a new insulated garage door as well as a new opener. I'm considering precision garage doors for they have a door design that I would like to have installed to replace my existing door. Have you ever heard of this company? They came up on Home Advisor. Thanks, Robert. Well, Robert, uh, first Garage Depot, yes, you can still call them. They still do a great job. They can help you out. Uh, as far as uh, precision garage doors, have never checked them out, so I can't tell you, you know, if they're reliable, uh, stand behind what they do, or any of that kind of stuff. Uh, as far as getting them off Home Advisor, I'm gonna be honest with you, wouldn't use that as a sole um, criteria of whether a company's good or not. Home Advisor will pretty much let most people on there that are willing to pay them for leads. And that's that's a sad 
truth of the matter. Uh, do they check out companies? They say they do, but having been called with my own business on them to, you know, and asking them about the checkout process, it's really nothing more than, can you do this kind of work? Can you handle more business? Well, sign on up here. Here, we're going to send you some leads. That's, that's really the gist of the, the matter. They don't do any background check to make sure business is stable or uh, any of the insurances, any of that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's a place where you can get a name, but I would still take the time to check the company out on your own. Randy, welcome to yeah. Texas Home Improvement. Thank you. Uh, I have a question. I, well, I, do, I have a couple of big trees, big, big trees, that I need to get cut down or trimmed way back, and they're kind of over my house. Uh-huh. Now, if I hire a tree service, I would like to have somebody that's insured or bonded or, or both or whatever. I, I know you could call somebody up and you can ask them if they have insurance. They, they could say yes. But how do I know if they have insurance? Is there a way to verify it? Absolutely. You tell them to have the insurance company send you over a certificate of insurance. Ah, okay. And typically the insurance company is willing to either email it or... Uh, you know, just mail it to you, depending on how quick you need it. But that is the only way to verify that they have it. Do not take it from the contractor themselves, because too many contractors, yeah, they'll buy it, they'll let it lapse, but they still keep handing out that certificate. Right. Yeah, that's, that was my kind of worried about, you know, because I would want to get it verified for sure. You know, because like I said, these, these trees are pretty big, you know, and, and you know, it would... Back to the precariously over the house, and I'm really scared about them falling through the house. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and accidents happen. That's why you need oh, to make yeah. sure that a, that a contractor has the insurance. Okay. That, that's my question then. All righty. Well, Randy, good luck with that. All right. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. And, and let, let me tell you, no matter how good the contractor is, accidents can happen. And... That's what the insurance is there for, is to make sure that you, the homeowner, are taken care of when an accident happens. Now, I'm going to tell you one quick side note, though. Make sure that you have your homeowner's insurance up to snuff on your home. And the reason I say that, so often homeowners underinsure their home. And, you know, if something happens where your house is destroyed, you set the limits by how much insurance you bought on your own home. So verify that you've got your house insured for enough and your possessions because if something happens, that could bite you. Okay, my husband and I are retired and we need to get a lift for our house on the water. Who would you recommend that would not be expensive? Oh, that just knocked everybody out. But safe for people in their 70s. We do not know a company to contact. Thanks for your help, Ann. Well... Uh, there are really not a whole lot of companies who do the lifts and elevators. Uh, and, and here's the difference. They, they do make elevators that you can put in your home or on the outside of your home to get up to the second floor, or they make lifts that go up the staircase. And I will tell you, my parents, I mean, literally three weeks ago, had one installed. And they debated back and forth whether to put the elevator in or do a chairlift. They did a chairlift, didn't like it. And so they called the company back. The company came out, checked it. And yeah, there was some issues with it, so they changed it out. Uh, in the meantime, they were checking into 
putting in an elevator instead. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to give everybody just uh, some numbers here so that, you, you know, as you get into that situation, you kind of got something to deal with. But for the chairlift, $6,000 was pretty much the cost of having a chairlift put in, you know, that runs on a rail up the stairs. Um, and, and it works well. Uh, the, when, they, when they got the second one put in, it, it worked extremely well. If you want to look at an elevator, they start at 12500 for the elevator, but you have to house it in. So by the time you're done, you can figure you're going to have somewhere between fifteen and 20000 into the elevator. Because you're going to have to run electric for it. You're going to have to do several things, you know, to and, and frame in around it and all this stuff to have it ready and functional. So there's your numbers that you're dealing with. Uh, as far as who did it, and all of a sudden it, it it left my mind. Easy lift. No. I had it just a minute ago. Uh, I know, it be, I remember it begins with an E. Uh, anyways, I, I can tell you they originally found them through the uh, AARP magazine that comes out. Uh, and it happens that somebody who used to work for us actually is their sales manager over there now. So they knew someone to contact and talk with them about it. So, yeah, uh, can, can I recommend it? Absolutely. My mom needed it. She had surgery, couldn't couldn't get up and down the stairs anymore. Now she's able to, to go up and down the stairs again, but dad went and did something stupid and hurt his back, so he's using it. So, yes, it, it was a good thing to, to put into the house. Which way would I go if I had a house? You know, to be honest with you, I don't know that I would go with the elevator. I think elevators are great, but seeing this, the, the chair lift and how it worked, I think I would have to go with that just because of the sheer cost of it and convenience of it. They're, you know, they literally can come in, lay the track, set, have it set up and going in a matter of a couple hours versus an elevator where you're going through a major construction because you're opening up walls to install everything and having to reframe and uh, just a, a whole lot of hassle into putting one in. So, uh, yeah, take a look at them. And you, you've seen them on TV in the TV commercials and things like that. Matt, welcome to KRLD. How can I help you? Howdy. Uh, I, live, I live in Anna, Texas, and I've got a slab foundation. I've got some pretty significant cracks in my ceiling, and I've had some tiles pop loose and crack. So it makes me think my foundation is in need of some foundation repair. However, I've had a number of companies come out and do the survey with their little electronic level, basically, and none of them are consistent. They don't show the same differences, the same areas of problem. And then I had one of the bigger companies come out, Brown, and they did it and said, well, you don't really need anything. But I'm, I'm quite worried about it and wondering the right way to get the right answer. Okay. Uh, when you say you're seeing cracks, what kind of cracks are you seeing? Uh, in the, It's in the ceiling. It's, so it's in the horizontal part of the ceiling. It's on one side of the house, particularly it's in one area. And it's uh, it, looks and it's a high ceiling but it looks to be along where the sheetrock joints are it's about uh the thick to the wide is about a quarter to a half of an inch and okay. then um it hasn't seemed to gotten any worse in the last year okay how old a house uh 2000 was it it was built in 2000 okay 
I will tell you that 95% of the time when the cracks are in the ceiling, and especially when they're following uh, sheetrock joints that way, it is not foundation related. Excellent. Okay. Normally, what's causing that is there's some movement in the framework of the, of the house. Now, that can be caused by many things. One, if the house was a little bit newer, I'd say, well, it could be just the shrinkage of the wood as it's drying out from new construction. Uh, if you recently had a new roof put on, just the added load you know, of people being up there can sometimes cause it. Uh, you mentioned this is a cathedral ceiling, or is this in an attic area? It's an attic area. Okay. If there is too wide a spans for the ceiling joists, and your house is at the right age where <laughs> over those years it, the ceiling could have been sagging, it will open up those kind of cracks as well. doesn't mean there's anything wrong that needs to be addressed other than repair the sheetrock and live with the house. Okay. Uh, I have a follow-up question, which is sure. not related to that. Um, I did recently have a new roof put on, but that happened well after the cracks. But I did have a new roof put on, and, I, and I've and i had before that and still have a, a leak around my chimney. The roof guy says it's the chimney, and who do I get to? It's a wood chimney on the roof section. Who do I get to repair that? Is that a painter? Is that a GC? Where do you, how do I find the right person to come out and fix that because there's rotted wood on the chimney which is likely where that water's getting in okay and you're probably right if there's rotted wood that's probably where the water is getting in a, a carpenter actually would do that work uh you someone, one you who, recommend? someone who does siding and, and work like that okay. um not that i know of up in anna okay uh, just simply because of where the house is located uh I will tell you, though, one other thing to check on that fireplace, because it could have rotted from the inside out. Do you have a cap on that? Uh, no, it does not have a cap on that. You know, one of the things, whether it's a brick fireplace or a wooden one, the rain coming down on that flat top can sit there and start soaking down in, and and it will tear stuff up, especially on a wooden one. It can start the wood rot like you have, so I would definitely have that checked out as well. And okay. typically, a chimney sweep would do that. Okay. So the, the dilemma for me is that the, the roof Which, is too pitched for me to get up there and do anything myself. So yeah. So I'll find I'll have to find a like you said a carpenter and then a chimney guy. Would the yep. carpenter typically be able to replace all the all the wood around it and, and then put a cap on it? Because I mean the chimney fluid the chimney itself is just a yeah pipe. Right? He yeah. he he should be able to. But when you put the cap on. Have it cover more than just the pipe. Have it cover the entire wood chimney up gotcha. there because that, that gives good. that gives it protection. Okay. I appreciate it. You bet. Take care. Thank you. Bye. And that's what I had to do with mine because mine is an all brick, a true brick fireplace, but the water was coming in through the mortar on the top and soaking down into the fireplace. I put a cap over the top of it. I put some uh, masonry sealer on the outside of it. This was 14 years ago and haven't had an issue since then. Just a FYI for everybody that's having issues like that. Vicki, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. Thank you. appreciate you taking the call. Oh, my pleasure. We, we have a, a house that was built in 1979 that we bought from, we think, a flipper. And it's got what we think is a textured paint on the wall because it's not perfectly smooth. But it's starting to come off like at the corners in like strips. 
So I'm wondering the the best way to address repairing that. Will I need to bring in a painter, or can I just? I hate to just like paint over it and have it start peeling off in strips again. How wide of strips are we talking about? Probably about an inch. Yeah, it, it sounds like somebody did something uh, when you when it peels off. Is it just the paint peeling off, or is there something behind it that's coming with it? I've been afraid to address, I, you know, like get into it. But when when I look at it from, you know, up close, it just looks like it's kind of lifting away. And you said it's in the corners. It's in the corner. Okay, that's the. Sh- and it's and it's long, like it's like a two to three foot strip. Yeah. From the floor to the up. What I'm thinking it is. And that's the reason I was asking if there's anything behind it. In the all the sheetrock joints are what's called tape and floated, and there the the tape is basically paper that's put on with sheetrock mud. Uh-huh. And when it starts peeling up, that's exactly what it does. I it, think. it comes out uh, when it's in the corners. It comes out about one inch. It'll be a straight line coming up. And it looks like it's just, you know, popping off of there. So when you pull on it a little bit, what's gonna, what you're going to see is behind there, uh, there's going to be uh, a white paper that's coming off with the paint. And it's going to have, it's going to be rather thick because it's going to have some sheetrock mud over the top of it. Okay. The, the repair is actually not that expensive. Uh, a, a a painter or sheetrock guide, but usually painters do this. They'll come in, they'll just peel it off. Retape and float it, texture it, paint it, and it's as good as new. Okay, so the texturing isn't an issue, even though that's probably like an old. Because this, no. this house even has like popcorn ceilings. <laughs> oh, don't laugh at that too hard, because that's what I got in my house too. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me tell you why. My wife would love to get rid of these popcorn ceilings. When I redid the house 14 years ago, I scraped the popcorn ceilings off, and I started looking. My house was built in 73 at how wavy the sheetrock was in that ceiling. Uh-huh. It was going to take us, a, 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 gosh, probably a month to float those ceilings out to be able to put a decent-looking texture up there. So I went back with popcorn. She was not happy, and I still in. hear yeah. about it. <laughs> We were given the option when we when we moved in to like clear all that off, and we just went, "Ah, eh, it's not that bad. We're old." Eh. Yeah, that's, that's the way I look at it as well. It hides okay. a multitude of sins, but it really won't be as it, it, all that bad. I mean, if if you've only got it in, in a few places, honestly, you're probably looking at less than a couple. Uh, I would say less than five hundred to have it repaired. Okay. And do you have anybody in particular you recommend in East Texas? It's not. I mean, I can just Google otherwise. No, I sure don't. Not. It's not fine. For that. We're, we're rural. It's kind of hard to find people out yeah. here. Yeah. I just taking a shot. No Thank problem. you so much. I appreciate your rec- uh, your uh, expertise on the matter. Vicky, you take care. You too. Bye bye. Hello, Scott. How you doing? Wonderful. Uh, How about you? Doing good. I have a question. Um, I noticed the other night in the vent for the air conditioner in my bedroom that there was water dripping out of the vent itself. I took the vent off. It looks like there's black mold growing up in there, and uh, the insulation all around the box is soaking wet. Yep. Um, I'm wondering what's causing that. Somewhere near that, some of the ductwork is exposed to the attic temperature. In other words, it's not all covered with the insulation. And so when the cold air meets the warm air of the attic, it starts to sweat. 
And okay. as it sweats, it gets worse and worse and worse. Okay, so I just need to go up in my attic. It's a two-story house. And uh, it's the top floor, and it's only that one vent. Yep, yeah. So, go, go up there, and what you, I think what you're going to find is there's probably about a one-inch gap where the ductwork doesn't come all the way down on that boot and protect it from the heat of the attic. Okay. And so would I just take some of that uh, aluminum tape or something and seal that? Or? Uh, well, you'll 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 need to remove all the duck or uh, duck all the uh, fiber the, the uh, insulation that got wet, uh huh, and put some new insulation around it. And yeah, you can use that that aluminum tape, uh, which is a real duck type tape, then to take that insulation up and hold it in place. Okay, well I appreciate it. That's all uh, I needed to know. All right, Scott, you take care. Uh, thank you. Bye. Bye. Yeah, that, and that's a pretty common thing. You, you, when you start getting where metal duck is exposed in an attic, and we get these hot temperatures, you know, hot and cold meat, it causes it to sweat. Once it starts sweating, it starts dripping. Once it drips, it gets other insulation wet. That insulation becomes less effective, and the the problem just continues to snowball. And so that's why you you want to get those problems addressed sooner than later. And what you'll you'll end up seeing eventually is sheetrock will start staining because it'll start getting enough moisture on there. You've just heard the best calls and questions from Texas Home Improvement. For more information about our show, go to THIPro.com.